Hi, welcome to Antone Knows. I'm your host, Antone, and this is episode 34 of that show, Antone Knows. And we're still talking about the TARDIS and the Doctor and David Tennant's tenure as the Doctor. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the behind-the-scenes stuff towards the end and the last of those TV movies. But we'll talk about what happened to him as the Doctor and the... Uh, the beginning of the end of his uh, adventures as the Doctor. And this is probably the best of the uh, last of his uh, adventures. So first off, we start off with a Christmas special called Voyage of the Damned. And uh, the, the Doctor leaves Marfa and ends up on a spaceship shaped in uh, the shape of ti- the Titanic and it's headed towards Earth. When asteroids damage her... Just like in the um, Poseidon adventure, the doctor's got to take a group of people from where they are to the uh, bridge so they can take control of the ship and save her before she crashes into the earth and is destroyed. A lot of cameos here by different people, including the actor who played the werewolf in that show, Being Human, and uh, the actor who played uh, was on the uh, show. Uh, uh, he, he plays the captain of the ship. He, wore, he was with Dane Judy Dench on that popular romantic show from England. Uh, As Time Goes By, that was the name of it. Uh, so a lot of really interesting cameos in it. And uh, Ola, the fellow who played the long-suffering husband of Hyacinth, is also in that special, too. So a lot of really good guest stars, a lot of interesting uh, references and stuff like that. The doctor even makes a quibble of a Titanic in space. Didn't the, the investors think that this was a bad idea? So uh, Partners in Crime is the new start of the new season. People are being turned into blobs of fat. You can even buy the little blobs of fat as an action figure if you really like this story. So Donna finds the doctor because that's basically what she's been doing all this time. She's been wanting to uh, find the doctor and travel with him. Uh, So at the end of the episode when they defeat the uh, alien menace that is that uh, fact, she says... He says to her, I want a mate. I want somebody to be my friend. I want my buddy. And she's like, oh, I'll go with you. So she has all of her luggage packed in her car. And she's ready to go. And then she pushes into the TARDIS. So then they go to Pompeii. Yes, Pompeii. The doctor's like, oh, no. This is Pompeii. And this is Volcano Day. And the volcano is about to erupt. And the doctor knows everybody's going to die if they don't uh, get out of there. So they have to stop this cult that is, like, uh, doing some uh, bad guy stuff. And so the Doctor and Donna stop him. Peter Capote, who weighs the Doctor later on, he uh, saves his family uh, with the TARDIS. And he didn't have to save them, but he, he does. So in, that, in the next story, we do the Blind of the Ood. Remember those strange aliens uh, that were being possessed by the, the devil in that one story. So they're back. We go to their planet, and we find out on this very cold world that they're being enslaved by humanity. So the Doctor and Donna have to figure out how to uh, stop them and 
bring them. So the doctor gets a warning from the Ood that he says, you'll hear three or four knocks. And when you hear these knocks, that'll be the, your time to end. So what does that mean? Well, foreshadow. Uh, the Centauran Stratagen, yes. Well, we've had the Daleks return. We've had the Cybermen return. So, of course, naturally, it's for the uh, time for the Centaurans, that vicious warlike lace that look like those potato guys. And uh, they kind of, like, jazz them up a little more and have them sing Santara and all this other stuff. It was pretty cool. So, in uh, this story... This investor is working with the Centaurans in order to turn Earth into a clone planet. So he's uh, having all their cars and all their trucks emit this gas that can turn, uh, uh, make Centauran clones. So the Doctor and uh, Donna and Marfa, they're going to use a nuclear option to destroy the Centauran uh, ship. Because we team up with Udenit again. So Poison Sky, the doctor teams up with them to stop the Centaurans. He goes up to the spaceship. Why are Centaurans hiding? This is unhonorable. That's not what Centaurans would do. So he confronts them. And he gives them an opportunity to leave. But rather they uh, uh, choose to stay and try to carry out their plans. But the guy that was working with them realizes that the Centaurans don't care about him, so he blows them up. Okay? And then the Doctor's Daughter. Now, what's interesting about the behind-the-scenes story of this is in this story, the Doctor, Donna, and Marfa go to a planet where there's these two factions at work. Doctor Who has a lot of that. Like, there's some good guys and some bad guys at work. So in this story, the humans are kind of the bad guys because they're trying to find the source. So uh, people, uh, the doctor sticks his arm into this machine and out pops a fully grown clone from your DNA. So this woman pops out and she says, Hi, Dad. The actress who played her was uh, Peter Davidson's daughter. And uh, David Tennant fell in love with her dated her, and then married her. So it was a very kind of odd, they said, at the uh, wedding toast. Peter Davidson, I guess, said from one doctor to another, I guess. So in this story, they uh, work together. There's a group of fish people that Marfa works with. So they realize that these people shouldn't be fighting each other. They should work together to find the source and that they should get the source uh, together because to unite the two peoples. So that's exactly what they do. Now we do another historical story, the unicorn and the wasp. Uh, Donna gets to meet Agatha Christie. So the doctor, Donna, solve a mystery just like an Agatha Christie story with aliens in it. The Science in the Library is probably one of the most scary Doctor Who's ever. I remember hearing the announcer after the uh, episode is over and he says I'm going to sleep with the lights on tonight because uh, what happens is the doctor goes to this giant library and nobody's there it's like everyone has vanished so a group of explorers uh, who are on like an archaeological expedition 
want to uh, find out what's there in this library, too. Uh, Donna disappears, and the doctor keeps trying to ask the computer what's going on, and the computer says, Donna Noble has been saved. So what does that mean, and what does this young girl's dreams have to do with anything with this library? Adding to this in part two, The Forest of the Dead, there is a story in which the doctor finds out that uh, this, the forest, that the trees, they were living trees that they made this library out of. And so there's this black ooze. So the doctor says, I said, the explorers ask her, go, what do you do? He says, all oh, the Daleks, you aim for the eyepiece. Cybermen, you aim for the chest unit. This, run like hack. So we get the first appearance of Dr. River Sung. She's the actress that was on ER that fell in love with Dr. Green. Remember her? I think they did that just so that they could stick in an American audience so they could be identifiable with them. So she uh, has to uh, save them, and she knows a lot about the doctor. And she, The doctor keeps pressing her for answers, and she says, spoilers. So in the end, she sort of sacrifices herself and uh, disappears. <coughs> Pardon me. All right. Now, this is my favorite episode of the season, uh, Midnight. The doctor says, on a planet called Midnight on a train in the middle of the night, what could go wrong? Well, a lot. While Donna enjoys the rest of the planet, uh, the doctor gets trapped in this train with these creatures that can possess you. They're, like, possessed by this light. So they... Uh, the only way to get, they have to get this creature off the train because if they don't, it can infect everybody else on this planet. So it, if you get infected by it, it, it repeats just everything that you say. It's like a, like a parrot. So uh, Patrick Troughton's uh, grandson uh, makes an appearance in this, and this is like the second or the first time that he appears in it. I think it's really a good story, too. Uh, turn left. Donna is trapped by herself in a world where the doctor didn't save the Earth that time from the giant spider creature, so now the Earth is unraveling. Everybody who is invading has invaded Earth, and now London is ruined. America is... Is, is ruined, the world is becoming ruined because the doctor died rather than uh, uh, being saving the world. And there's a giant bug on her back that Donna can't see, but everybody now and then everybody sees it. That world eventually crumbles into nothingness, and then she wakes up back with the doctor, and she's like, uh, goes, what happened to that world? And she sees Rose... So now the doctor is really uh, interested. So we get towards the end of David Tennant's big season. And then the TV movies. All right. So in The Stolen Earth, the doctor sees that there's an emergency. He, he receives uh, the cloister bell starts ringing. That means the universe is in danger. So the doctor and Donna go to Earth and they find everything is fine. 
Nothing's going on. The milkman's delivering milk. Everyone is okay. But they notice that the earth doesn't seem to be in the right place. So the Daleks have returned, and they have stolen all these planets in order to turn it into a giant engine so they can explode a reality bomb. In Journey's End, by the way, that's from a Doctor Who line from Planet of Fire. The Master says to the Doctor, Journey's End, Doctor. So in this story, uh, the Doctor and all of his companions, including Sarah Jane Smith, everybody's been captured. The Doctor gets shot with a, a Dalek gun and he just when he sees Rose again. But uh, you know what's going to happen, and uh, Captain Jack Hartwell says, good luck, Doctor, but he doesn't regenerate, so a clone of the Doctor appears. Remember that hand that appears in uh, in that? he That hand grows into a fully-grown Doctor. So the Daleks take everybody out of the TARDIS except for Donna and this clone, and so they get trapped inside the TARDIS, and they've got to get away back to it. So the doctor gives Donna his knowledge of the TARDIS so that he can fly it. And in the end, uh, the Daleks are defeated. The, uh, the uh, clone destroys the Dalek fleet again. He tried, the doctor tries to save Davros. I blame you, doctor! And the Dalek fleet is destroyed once again. And they send all the planets right back to where they're supposed to be. So everybody is saved, and it's good. But Donna's knowledge is starting to erode her mind. So the doctor uses the ultimate sacrifice. He erases his mem- her memory of her, him and ev- all the adventures they've had. And he sends her back home. He's sitting there on her doorstep saying, help me. And they take her inside, and she uh, can remember no more and travel no more with the doctor. All right. So in between this, David Tennant uh, hurt his back while making Doctor Who. And so he uh, got a chance to do this big version of Hamlet, where he plays the title role, and uh, Patrick Stewart uh, was also in it, too. So it was a big, big production. Uh, he had to leave that production eventually, too. But while he was still doing it, uh, the uh, BAFTA Awards were happening. So they gave him a BAFTA Award for his all his work on Doctor Who. So he makes an announcement right then and there and says, Thank you for this award, but I, I have some bad news to tell everyone. Doctor Who, when it returns, will not be with me. I wish I could stay forever, but I can't. So everyone was really shocked and sad. He kind of revitalized Doctor Who, made Doctor Who better than it was from the old days, I think. He wasn't perfect. Every story isn't wonderful, but he certainly uh, did. And so Russell T. Davis was leaving, too, and he was going to hand the reins of Doctor Who over to Moffat. So, and he was a super Doctor Who fan, so he did these uh, group of TV movies. 
The first is called The Next Doctor. It was another Christmas special. So the doctor journeys to Victorian London right at Christmas time, and this evil woman is using the Cybermen to have a vanguard to a giant Cyberman that's going to take over London and have a Cyberman invasion. The doctor runs into a man who says, he's the doctor. So our doctor thinks, well, he must be a future uh, regeneration of mine. But it turns out he wasn't. He is a man who stared into a memory module, and he just remembers what the doctor uh all the doctors have gone through with the Cybermen. Uh, incidentally, it's the uh, actor David Morrison. He's the actor who played the governor on The Walking Dead. And he's an English actor, but he does such a great sudden accent, you wouldn't even know it. And then Planet of the Dead. This was done on Easter, and it was shown on Easter. Now, the only reference to Easter in this story is the doctor eating a chocolate egg and he comes out of the TARDIS and says, Happy Easter. So a thief, she is stealing some uh, thing and everybody's chasing after her and she jumps onto a bus. So the doctor chases after her and everybody jumps on this uh, bus and it's a double-decker bus. A portal opens up to another planet and they can't just run back through the portal. The bus driver tries that, and he's torn to pieces. So giant killer insects are devouring everything in, in sight, including these, like, fly guys. So the doctor and this thief have to work together to repair the bus so it can go back through the portal and back to Earth. So that's exactly what it does. This girl, this woman and her husband says to the doctor, I had another vision about you. There'll be a couple of knocks, and then you will die. And the doctor's like, he sees the ood again, and he's like, oh, oh no. So then, now this special is probably one of the most controversial specials. I remember watching it, and a buddy of mine said, it looks good. I said, yes, it does. And then we got, I got all the way to the end, and I said, boy, I didn't like that ending. So in this story called The Waters of Mars, water is discovered on Mars, but it has this like toxic quality to it. So if you drink it or eat anything that has associated with it, it turns you into like these water zombies. But the doctor discovers to his heart that this is a fixed point in, in history. All these people during this mission die, but that inspires everyone to go to space and to discover what people, what's out there. This is, you know, they might have died, but they didn't die in vain, that kind of thing. But the doctor decides that he's going to be the Time Lord victorious. He's going to conquer the laws of time, and he's going to change it. So this girl, instead of letting the doctor do that and be like, you know, like a super time lord, she decides to commit suicide instead. See, I didn't, you know, I told you, I don't like that ending either. And then the end of time. The end of time is probably the best of the, 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 the three TV movies. So the master has returned, and he is still in that guise as Saxon, 
but his regeneration process has kind of didn't really work. So he's feeding on anything he can find for energy and keeps repeating, I'm so hungry. So the doctor's hunting him to try to uh, fix him and uh, stop him before he hurts others and hurts himself. When he is stabilized with some old followers of his, he decides to develop the master plan in which he turns everybody into him. So now he calls it, what else is he going to call it? The master race. But this gives the Time Lords, led by Rassilon, yes, Timothy Dalton, yes, that Timothy Dalton plays Rassilon. So he has this gauntlet that can enable them to rip through time and offer that they could get out of the time lock that they're in and uh, escape. And so Gallifrey will fall no more, but Earth and a lot of the universe will get destroyed. So the doctor's got to make a decision. What do you do? Save Gallifrey. Save his people. So Winifred, the uh, old uh, grandfather of Donna, helps him out with some senior friends of his. Eventually they stop the master's plan, turn everybody back to normal, and the doctor is either ordered by the Time Lords to let the Time Lords do what they're doing, and he, the doctor destroys the master's computer <coughs> and allows the master says, get out of the way, and he pushes the Time Lords back into the void. Go back to the void. Go back to hell. And so they're defeated. But this gas that is inside this sealed chamber is sealed up inside this uh, room. And Winifred gets trapped in there. So he starts banging three or four times. That's the knocks. And the doctor's like, my reward, my destiny. He said, but it's not fair. It's not fair at all. I could do so much more. So much more. But he has to face it and let Winifred out. And he slowly is starting to die. So he reunites with all his companions, gives them one last glimpse of him. He goes back to the TARDIS and says, I think what David Tennant was thinking. I don't want to go. But he regenerates and becomes Matt Smith. Can a guy who's never seen the show and be the youngest guy to be Doctor Who be the Doctor? And can a new production company usher in a new era? I think so. And we'll see that again. So I've got to go, but I'll see you again on another Anto Nose.